Beeple, a.k.a. Mike Winkleman, broke worldwide digital art records when his collage entitled Every Days, The First 5,000 Days, sold on the NFT market for $69.3 million. That was March 11, 2021, not that long ago. The following week, another work of his went for $6 million on the Nifty Gateway Carbon Drop Initiative. I've been a Beeple fan for years and was really excited when he agreed to take a break from his presentations in the Cinema 4D booth to speak with us at NAB in April 2019. Mike and I had an interesting and very candid conversation about life as a creator, family man, and, well, a bit of a rebel. For those of you not familiar with the everydays, here's the scoop. Every single day, without fail, for the last 14 years, Mike has created a new work and uploaded it for the world to see. He's behind some of the world's most admired digital art. Many of you have been asking to hear the interview again since the news broke a couple of weeks ago, so we're posting it here for you. Stand by. Here's Mike Winkleman. Catania at NAB 2019. We're here with the OWC Radio Creative Club and this amazing artist by the name of Mike Winkleman, who you probably know as Beeple. And uh, I happened on Beeple's art several years ago onto a site called Beeple Crap. That is true. That (laughs) is true. That is correct. And, And I thought, oh my gosh, this guy's calling his art crap and it really is some of the best stuff I've I appreciate seen. that. I appreciate that. <laughs> so tell me, what are you doing here at NAB? Uh, so I am doing my everyday live at the uh, Maxon booth uh, for three days. Uh, th- this is the third day. So it's been a long, this is the first NAB I've been to. So um, it's been a exhausting <laughs> couple days here yeah it's never ending it's a lot to take in it's It's a lot to take in absolutely never ending um tell people what the everydays are so the everydays is just a picture that i do um from start to finish every single day i've been doing it for almost 12 years um they use cinema 4d is the primary tool that i use to like um make the pictures each day so that's the biggest piece of it it's a 3d environment that um you know you can light things and animate things and uh, change the materials and so I set up pictures and um, yeah just try and make a picture every day so you've been not getting much sleep well you've done this now for 12 years non-stop yeah. every day thick yes. or thin healthy yes. sick with your family kids, traveling NAB it's pretty amazing um, I, I actually, I encourage everybody that's listening in to go to what site should they go to to see your art? <laughs> the beep, people crap. Beeplecrap.com. Beeplecrap.com. And, and you've got your films there. You've got your art there. You've got your VJ loops. Yep. And that's actually how you got started, right? Doing the loops or um, take no. me way, way back. Come on. <laughs> no, no, it was, it was mostly got started doing uh, short films and they would be, you know, stuff that not on the computer. And then I started doing that more. And then slowly I got into more sort of abstract computer 
generated art. Um, and from there, then I started doing the everydays and that's when the whole sort of like 3d kind of took off for me and sort of, I learned a ton more. Um, and then I started using cinema to, um, you know, make even more complicated stuff or stuff that I obviously couldn't do before without a 3d package. So tell me about, no, we're not standing in front of a computer, so you can't actually demonstrate, but can you talk to us about your work workflow with your art? Sure. Um, so I guess usually the workflow is fairly straightforward. Um, I usually just jump straight into cinema and start modeling there. Not, not modeling now. I use a lot of like um, 3D assets from places like Turbo Squid and um, a bunch of other places. And so I bring those in and um, just start uh you know moving things around and setting up a scene blocking out things compositionally and tweaking lighting and values and stuff and color and trying to to um sort of dial in a composition something that looks interesting or just not crappy uh, <laughs> as possible um and, and there from there I'll take it into Photoshop and do some like post work like color correction um and adding atmosphere replacing skies things like that um but the majority of it is definitely done in Cinema 4D so that that's definitely the sort of workhorse it's rendered in Octane most of the time um yeah so that's kind of the basic overview of the workflow that I don't really like sit down and sketch things out I just sort of like jump in and start building it you were sketching in the early days though right I did the first year of every days was drawings I did drawings for a year um, and then started doing um, <coughs> the cinema 4d stuff so tell me about your VJ loops or DJ loops what are the <laughs> VJ, VJ loops. VJ loops. <laughs> VJ loops. Um, they are just custom pieces of content that anybody can download um, to use for whatever. Uh, so a lot of VJs download them to use in their. Or a lot of DJs you download to use them in their sets, and so they're just like you know abstract uh, video, I guess, shapes and colors and stuff. Um, and so then from there, people started sort of contacting me to do custom work. So done a bunch of stuff. I just worked on the Super Bowl uh, this last year. Um, so it's been cool to see the opportunities that it, that's brought from, you know, releasing that stuff for free. Your work was also inspiration for a designer recently, right? There's a whole line of clothing that was inspired by your work, isn't there? Yeah, there was a... Um, they just licensed some of those every days for the um, spring collection for Louis Vuitton. So that was a, another really cool thing to see, you know, something I never would have expected, super like random, but uh, it was really cool to see. So here, here at NAB, you're in the booth. Are you actually in the booth while you're creating these or do you do these at your... I mean, do you no, bring them no. to the booth or do you're in the booth actually creating it in front of no, everybody? I'm in the booth creating it in front of like, I don't know, there's like 50 people standing there. Like, Does that bother you? Uh, surprisingly, it didn't. I was like, you know, having the, the people in the audience like yell out crap what I should put in it and what to change stuff and like, oh, is this better or worse? And like. And honestly, I mean, I have no idea how people in the audience are probably like, what the hell is this kid doing? But <laughs> I had fun. It seemed good to me. So 
This is interactive cinema 4D. That's pretty amazing. Kind of. I, I don't guess. know if I would have the fortitude to do that. It's like I would want to go. Just would you leave me alone and let me create? I just yeah, want to be a creator. Yeah, and that's but that's with the thing. I think that's not taking it too serious is the biggest thing. Where it's sort of like. Uh, this is just one piece of this like bigger project. So it's like, I think people have a tendency to take themselves way too serious with like their work and how it's presented or how it's made that it's like, come on, that's not, I don't know. You know, I think that's one of the things uh, that people like so much about you is you don't take yourself too seriously. You're, you're kind of like the cinema 4d equivalent of the every man, you know, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know if, what if that John, means. I don't John know what Ford, that means. If John Ford, I can't even <laughs> pretend to know what you're talking about right now. If I'm being honest, did I go over? If your I'm head? being totally honest. Come on, Mike. I went over your head. No, I think if 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 uh, Frank Capra made a movie about Cinema 4D, you would be the, what I call the everyman character, the normal guy that Frank just happens Capra. to save the world. You're going to save Capra, the world is with that your the guy art? who did. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Yes, and Mr. Smith like goes that. to Washington. I like that okay. movie. Can you picture yourself as the Mr. Jimmy Smith, Smith of Cinema 4D? Jimmy Smith. Jimmy there Smith. you go. Jimmy Smith. Jimmy James Stewart. Stewart. James Stewart. James Stewart. I actually got to meet him the first year of Sundance. That's that. Yeah. Honestly, It's a Wonderful Life is like one of my absolute favorite films. Like yeah. I love yeah. that film. Yeah. Couldn't you see him in that movie? I could totally see him in that I'm movie. I'm not sure about that. Uh, maybe I'm there's not another sure about career. That's where you <laughs> lost me. That's where you lost me. <laughs> maybe there's another career for you, as as the Jimmy Stewart character in in the re the revisitation the reboot. The reboot. Okay, we're rebooting. It's a Wonderful Life with me at go. the helm. There you okay. go. <laughs> it sounds solid. It sounds solid. You we'll know, see. some of your stuff has a very, um, I know you don't really talk about that and tell me if I'm overstepping, but some of your stuff has a very subtle political theme to it. Maybe it's unintentional, but that Stuxnet, uh, the short film you did about Stuxnet really hit home with me because I got hacked by that virus a few years ago and lost 250 terabytes of media. And here you are making this amazing Talk to me about the workflow for that that film, because that was a lot of work. Yeah, that was a lot of work. Um, it was over the course of uh, probably a year or two. I don't even remember at this point. I think it was two years, actually. Um, and the, the basic workflow, I guess, was modeling. It's like robots sort of moving through like a tunnel, and it's kind of like animated the music. Um, and the it's really like synced with the music. So I was working really closely with the sound designer to um, have, you know, this is this object, it makes this sound, and I'll animate this and make sure it looks good exactly with how you compose the music. Um, so that was a, a pretty back and forth workflow. But otherwise, it was rendered with Octane. There was very little post. It was almost entirely like cinema. So, yeah. So for the people who are gathering here at the booth, we have Mike Winkleman, who is probably one of the world's most famous Cinema 4D artists. And he's looking at me like, would you cut it out? Stop giving me compliments. But it's true. You're very talented. I and, appreciate that. I and, appreciate and, that. And I think that um, what you do for other creatives is really important, too. You know, uh, um, we all need that. We need we need to know that we're, we're part of a community. Yeah, I think um, that and that is one of the things that I really like about Cinema 4D in particular is because I think they do a lot to foster a strong community. The like leadership does. They really like 
you know, they're out at events and they're like talking to you yeah. and trying to get your feedback on stuff. So I think they're really um, receptive to the community and really like plugged in and like know what's, um, you know, what people are looking for. I think especially with the, like the Redshift thing, I think that's something a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, in retrospect, like that makes a lot of sense. That seems like a good move or something that, you know sort of is a good fit for them. So I think they're really plugged into the the community of designers. So for those of you who we lost a moment ago, uh, we're at NAB 2019, so the, the wireless and the internet connection here, uh, I'm going to remain a lady and I'm not going to describe it the way I would really like to describe it because it basically sucks. So once in a while the signal drops out. But we were talking a moment ago about Cinema 4D and how they support creatives. How long have you been involved in in actually speaking with the people that created Cinema 4D? Um, probably like four years, I would say, that I've been talking more and sort of going back and forth. And to be honest, I don't talk to them that much because right. they know what they're doing. Um, yeah, and it's sort of like awesome. the tool works great for me. It's great to see them out at these events and stuff, but it's not like I'm constantly like, oh, here, can you, like, fix this or whatever? Like, for me, it works, like, beautifully. Like, I don't really need any sort of, like, help for them or any anything. But, yeah, they're, they are just such supporters of everybody in the community that it's, you know, so awesome to see. Yeah. So we spoke with Paul Babb. Oh, sweet, yeah. Um, and I believe his interview's already running. It's up on the blog, I believe. But is there anything that you can think of in the new release of Cinema 4D that you might want to talk about? Or is that sort of, um, you don't worry about it? There is one thing. I haven't, honestly, I've been super slow to upgrade just because I'm like, just been lazy. There's not that <laughs> much of it. I'm not going to lie. I've just been lazy. The, um, but the uh, Alembic retiming, there's like, you can bring in Alembic files, which are just sort of like, geometry and animation and everything kind of flattened into one file um and you can like retime how fast it moves through the scene and like with curves and fall-offs and everything so um that i think is a really powerful feature that i think would be will i'll really use a lot and especially the, the volume stuff i mean there's tons of stuff in your next film do you know what your next film's gonna be yeah i have one almost entirely done i just need to like edit the pieces together it's like 95 percent there i just need to like get it done have it born can you tell us what it's about or is um, it gonna be a surprise it's about money it's about money yeah oh oh that'll be That's interesting all I'm gonna say. that'll be interesting so the next one's about money the last one was it's about, about the stuxnet virus called zero day and the next one's about money well that when do when do you think you're gonna have it done <laughs> don't ask. You're killing me here. Serena, stop. Don't ask. You're killing me here. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. Like, probably like a month, I would say. Like, yeah. hopefully a month. I'm going to set a, a month. A month or uh, two. You know, two, I months, hate two months. Two months. <laughs> I hate when people ask two. me when my two films are. Two months. <laughs> okay, are two we talking? Two months. This? July 1st. When people July ask 1st, me when my documentaries are going to be finished, I hate that. I Don't ask me when my film's going to be go finished. To yeah, so because this is radio and we can't see what you've been doing in the booth, I will try to get some pictures. Can you describe the art visually for us that you've been creating the last couple of days? 
What, like, what are the images about? Weird. Uh, well, because I'm calling on the audience. So it's a pancake. Well, the first day, <laughs> the first day I, I had another guy pick out a bunch of assets. So he loaded them into Cinema 4D, loaded them into the, the content browser. That's The content browser is something that I, I think people uh, take for granted, and it's something that's like a great feature. It's super easy to just drop things in. So he loaded up like 10 assets, 10 3D models that he downloaded, and I didn't know what they were. And that's what I had to make my picture Oh, my with. God. Are you serious? So it was like pills, pancakes, or like baby orangutan, or like are grandma. You yeah. So that's what. So the picture is like a grandma like standing on pancakes with like a pilgrim hat. <laughs> And squid arms, like with pills all over the ground. I, I don't even. Know. I mean, you didn't like do that the second day, though, did you? No. Then the second day, I just had people in the audience like shout out crap. So that's like a gorilla with like a bunch of wolves around a ba naked baby on like a pile of rubble with like helicopters in the back. Right? It's also okay. So I think these people are trying to trip you up. I <laughs> That's, that's kind of you know the podcast to stop with me. I am the one at the computer. Yeah, and you know what? It's like a little bit of okay. Let's see what we can throw at him and see if he'll screw it up. And you didn't, though. I don't know. You didn't. It's so, not. It is what it is. There's no way to screw it up. Yeah, but you got to tell Who's me. Doing it or not doing it. That's it. And it's it's more fun though when it comes from your brain, right? Wouldn't you say? I or don't do you know care? about that. No. <laughs> it came from everybody's brain. Everybody put the uh, ideas into it. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's what I thought was fun. So you have to go back and you have to do another one today. I have to do another one in a couple hours here. Oh, my God. Uh, I want to go over there and see it if I possibly can. Come over. It's a good yeah. time. I'm going to call on you. I will call on you. And you'll call have to, like, have an idea. <laughs> like, that's why I was, like, singling out people like, okay. you, tell me what to do. <laughs> and they'd be like, no, what? And I'm like, no, I'm looking at you. Tell me what to do. And they'd be yeah. like, okay. You know, everybody thinks creativity is easy. And maybe it's not. It's not. It's very demanding in your life, I'm sure. I don't know how you do it every day. I would say it's not that hard. I mean, I could think of a lot of jobs that are harder than what I do every day, sitting at a computer, <laughs> listening to music. <laughs> like, yeah, let's just, okay, that's not exactly the worst job. <laughs> oh, my God. So Chatting what with is, friends. What's a question that um, you've never been asked in an interview that might, that you might want to talk about. I mean, um, like, when is this interview over? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny yeah, is, I know I you don't... I don't know any questions. You, I, you don't like to be interviewed, and I don't blame you. I don't like to be I don't mind either. it, honestly. No? Does it seem like I don't like it? No! <laughs> I don't mind it. I'm That's fine. awesome. That's no, awesome. No. Well, I, I think you're an inspiration to a lot of people. And I think that you have such a community spirit about you. That's really I appreciate important. that. I and appreciate you're a family that. guy in the middle of, of it all. Yep. We have a three-year-old and a five-year-old. So and I know it's a full that, house. It's a full I know house. that uh, the family has to kind of step aside sometimes. And, you know, it, it, you don't do these things in five minutes. No, no. I work long hours. But I think that's where I'm lucky with my family that they're home. The, and my wife stays home with the kids. So, okay, I'm just going to <laughs> so I'm able to um, still see the kids a ton because it's like, you know, we have dinner to together and breakfast together and lunch together because I'm right there. And That's like, awesome. They need to get put down for a nap. I'm right there to, like, 
you know, awesome. put them down for a nap and stuff. So I, even though I work long hours, like if I was outed at the office, I would like, I couldn't do that because no. I would never see them. Yeah. But the fact that I'm there and just they get open the door and come in and draw and like, you know, watch something in the office and they're old enough to not like go, you know, when I need time to get something done, like they're good about that too. So, yeah. I was with mine too. I, after I left the studio, I was freelance a lot of times when I wasn't traveling, I was home. It makes a difference. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I think now that they're grown up, they they were around their mom a lot. I think your kids are going to grow up and they're going to appreciate that oh, yeah. you loved them enough to build a life that included them in what you do. Well, it's hard. that it, Like, my daughter doesn't even understand the concept of, like, going to work. Like, if I'll just go somewhere, it's like, where are you going? <laughs> because it's like, Daddy never leaves the computer. So yeah. it's like... Yeah, I think it's uh, they don't really even fully understand like that most people like go to work because my wife, you know, is home too. So it's like everybody's parents just stay home all the time. That's so, so awesome. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. So uh, I'm sure a lot of people ask you, how can I do what you do? How can I get involved in Starting what you do? Starting every day. That's it. Yeah. That's all it is. I think it's uh, that structure and that like just kind of forcing you to do something and put out something will like level you up faster than any other way I know. So I don't know. That's my just keep take. doing it. Doing it as best you can. Don't judge yourself. Just keep doing it. Well every if you commit day. to doing it then none of the other stuff really matters. You just have to do it. And right. you'll get better. If you like it, great. If you don't, doesn't really matter as long as you did it. So Yeah. That's kind of the attitude i have i guess yeah. most of the time well it's nice to meet you and i i yeah, uh, very nice to meet you and i, I appreciate the opportunity to talk oh i i'm so glad you're here and i'm very appreciative of cinema 4d for everything they do for all of us and i want to thank owc radio for sponsoring this show and lumberjack and puget um and a, a shout out to creatives and what i always say is get up off your chair and do something wonderful today this is Serena Catania with OWC Radio's Creative Club at NAB 2019. And I'm here with Mike Winkleman, better known as Beeple. And we're talking about his great work. Thank you so much for, Thank you for taking the time. Me. Thank you. It's I nice appreciate to meet that. you. Thank you.